Welcome to Wednesday Night Wins. I am your host, Caden Willard. This is the pilot episode. I'm a sophomore in high school. I like to talk about sports, history, music, and if you're you like this type of stuff, please stay tuned because I will be posting a lot of my podcasts about this type of stuff. If you really want to listen, um, it'll probably be uploaded every Wednesday. But this is something I want to do, and I hope you enjoy this. Today, we are going to be talking about U.S. soccer. So, football runs superior here. I would say baseball, football, basketball, and track are all way above soccer's importance here in the United States. I would even give people care more about tennis than they do soccer in the United States. Soccer is just not well respected and not well known here. Even though we are uh, English-speaking countries and we are closely associated to like countries like Mexico and Latin America and like England and those, who all love soccer and everything. Soccer is just not that popular here. Football runs superior. And it's probably because Americans like hard action. And they find soccer is very boring. And they don't understand the game. Which I get. But they need to give soccer a chance. So, soccer has actually grown a lot in the last turn of the century we've given soccer a chance it's something that we allow a bunch of parents have their youth get into so it gives them a chance to want to play soccer and not directly choose football or baseball but the soccer field has changed dramatically since uh, probably the turn of the century partly because of that but also we have had a talent pool, and we have our golden generation hitting. Many players like Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, all these players all play in Europe now because of the way soccer has changed. It used to be like football, where you would play free high school, maybe go to college, go to college, play a little bit of soccer there for your college team, and then go to the MLS. Well, we would have a horrible national team because of the fact that we didn't have a domestic league until 1994. We were severely understaffed with that part. No one cared about soccer then. We had a, hosted a World Cup in 1994, and we didn't even have a domestic league. So we were forced to get a, at least have a domestic league. So the 19, in 1996, the MLS was created. And... It had its hardships, but it's improved. And now it's one of the best 10 leagues in the world right now in economic wealth, which is really good. The other thing is with soccer, it's widely misunderstood because they think we it's not as difficult as football in the way that the physicality is. But you also got to realize... Soccer is a very physical game, and we have way less pads, but also it's a lot more running, which can be drawing. 
and that's part of the reason we lose so many players. And it's not like our national sport. It's not like England where they die for soccer there. And they don't even call it soccer there. It's called football there, which is funny because we call football, American football, football. And it doesn't even involve kicking. But the way soccer has improved is that we've actually grown clubs like we do in Europe. We created the same program that they have in Europe, South America, Africa, and it's improved. And we have a lot more players going to Europe. And it's changed the way people think about soccer, but also it's gotten youth interested in soccer. And it's created this like new phenomenon where instead of just talking about soccer now, not soccer, football, sorry, instead of talking about football or baseball, there's actually some talk about soccer. And it's actually really cool to think how in 20, 20 years ago, we didn't even have a domestic league. And now we have everyone kind of interested in soccer. Like our national team is 12th in the FIFA world ranking, which means they're competing against teams in Europe. It's far better. They could compete against England, France, Germany, Brazil, Argentina. And it's really cool how soccer has improved in the United States. Welcome back. We were talking about soccer in the United States. It's crazy how much this team has improved and how little it took in the last five years just to create a youth program that would demonstrate how they do it in Europe and South America. So... In the 2018 World Cup, the United States failed to qualify. We were running on an old generation, everyone thought, and we didn't qualify. And then everyone thought USA was done. They thought this was their golden generation. They'll never be good again until, like, maybe another 20 or 30 years. Well, we proved them wrong, but we've started a crazy youth program MLS teams are starting to create academies to introduce players into new uh, new programs in soccer. And also, even if you're not playing club in the United States, high school sports has improved where you could get a scholarship or at least not scholarship because they're mainly used by football, but you can at least create a chance to get into college where you can improve your game and maybe go to the MLS a chance to go pro even if you don't have a club near you they have created an atmosphere around soccer where it's created a fan group where people really love the game now and like if you watch seattle sounders portland timber games in the mls look how crazy the rivalry is now it used to be like eh, soccer whatever it's crazy how loud sporting events are now compared to football and like soccer where there's probably like 22,000 fans there's 60,000 fans in NFL stadiums that's crazy how loud it could be when you're in 60 that 40,000 person difference sorry and it's crazy and you wonder why 
soccer has changed so much because the atmosphere for soccer has changed. The love, the way people understand the game now have crazily and actually given an interest in it. And it's pretty cool in the way they have done this. And it'll be interesting how life continues under this new way, like this new idea about how soccer's just not a just a thing to throw to the side. It's crazy how much soccer's change, and it'll be crazy how much it'll change in the future. Soccer has become a phenomenon in the U.S. where it will finally be given the rights and the ideas and the importance that it deserves. Get it? It will never beat baseball or football, but it'll finally get a chance that we used to not have. And it'll give the youth a chance where we could at least create opportunities. And it'll be crazy how much that will change. And now we have the World Cup. USA is hosting the World Cup in 2006, 2026. We'll be co-hosting with Canada and Mexico. And it's crazy how much Canada's soccer has changed. They used to never make the World Cup. I think they've never made the World Cup. And it's crazy. They're first in the division and World Cup qualifying today. And it's crazy how much soccer has changed in the North America just by having um, MLS and all this. And it's crazy how much it's changed. And this will be the second time that Canada qualifies and probably the first time that U.S. qualifies since the 2018 World Cup. And it will be interesting in the way that how soccer's changed in those two countries just in the last five years, how the support group will change and how much the fans go crazy in the next two World Cups about watching the games. Because it'll be interesting in how fan groups create parties like they do in Europe and stuff. And how they create friends just by being the same supporting supporters of the same team. And it's just so interesting in the way it's changed in the U.S. Let's flip gears to the very beginning of the national team for the United States. The United States team was constituted in 1885 when it was playing Canada in its first international match. The U.S. has also has earned both silver and bronze medal in men's soccer at the 1904 St. Louis Summer Olympics through Christian Brothers College in St. Rose Parish. Through the tournament is declared official by the IOC. FIFA does not endorse tournaments held before 1806. This means that U.S. has technically not ever won a first, second, or third uh, competition in any FIFA regulation. Like, nowadays in uh, the Olympics, they'll consider that as a 
trophy, but before 1908, they would not. And technically, for FIFA's regulations, U.S. played its first official international match under U.S. soccer against Sweden in Stockholm, Sweden, where the U.S. won 3-2. So in the very first Olympics in 1930, uh, U.S. went, and it was hosted in Uruguay. And the U.S. actually did pretty good. They finished third place, beating fellow semifinalists Yugoslavia. But back then, there was no technically third third place. But because of the way of goals scored and everything, U.S. won it uh, when FIFA credited it to them in 1880s, not 1886, 1986. Sorry. And this is the only tournament that U.S. has ever gotten to uh, the semifinals in, and that's their best finish ever. And Uh, the 1934 Olympics, uh, 1934 World Cup did not end that good, and we lost right away. And then we went to the Olympics, the Olympic Games in Berlin. U.S. went, and they lost to Italy in the first round and were eliminated. So that was before World War II. And then they came back in 1950 in Brazil. That was the next World Cup appearance for the U.S. as it withdrew in 1938, and the tournament wasn't held again until... 1950, obviously, because of World War II, but they did not do very good, and they lost all of their games, but they did have the greatest upset in the history of the World Cup when they beat, uh, won 1-0 against England at the Indespiesa Stadium in Belo Horizonte, where striker Joe Guientes was the goal scorer. It's called the Miracle on Grass. But they were eliminated in the finals by Chile on the third game of the tournament. And this was the last time the U.S. were in the World Cup finals for four decades. And the U.S. national team was not that good during these next four decades. But they did have somewhat of a national league where they had the NASL, which added teams like uh, New York and stuff, New York Cosmos and teams like that. But they had some great players to actually go. Pele actually played in this league. And it was a main reason why we played this league lasted for 10 years. Because even though U.S. soccer was not that popular, Pele was huge still. And everyone knew who Pele was. And that's part of the reason... It lasted for how long it did. But in the 90s was the first time that U.S. qualified before um, their, the host that they World Cup in 1994. They qualified in 1990, but they lost in the uh, group stage. They never made it out. But they did have some good players where um, they would they made the quarterfinals in 1994, the tournament they hosted. And it was the first time that they were in the quarterfinals since 1930, which is a huge deal. And so 
it created a new atmosphere for U.S. soccer, and that's where it is today. And it's still crazy how much soccer has changed and where before we had only, like, indoor soccer leagues. That was what uh, was on the national team list in the 1990 World Cup. We didn't even have full professionals. We had semi-pros in our World Cup. And that's how crazy it was. And so, nowadays, where we have soccer from players all over the world who have immigrated here, have family here, because America is such a melting pot, it creates a new atmosphere and new energy to the game. And that's how we've gotten all these players and created an influence in the game because players like Christian Pulisic could play for Croatia who made the finals in 2018. Players like Serginho Des could go play for Netherlands, but they decided to play for us. And that's really important in how uh, big of a deal they are now. And it's crazy to think how much it's been influenced by that. So, and that's also how much it's changed. And it's almost astonishing how much it's changed over the last four years. And so, but it's really been developing for the last 40 years because we didn't make the World Cup for four decades after 1950. And that's how much it's changed. So, this is the end of this podcast, but I hope you enjoyed this. And I want you to tell your friends and come back next week where I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we are going to talk about something. That's for sure. And if you didn't like this episode or you just did not like it, I'm sorry, but get got and that's your problem, not mine. I'm sorry, though. But thank you for coming. I wanted to express my gratitude for y'all listening, and uh, thank you. Good night.